My date with the president's daughter. My date with the president's daughter. Yeah. My date with her. So special. So unique. Anyway, that's uh from the Disney Channel original My Date with the President's Daughter from 1998. The titular. The t- My date with the, the president. My date with the president's daughter. The song is named the same thing. That's what titular means. It's by the presidency of the United States of America. There's they, the same guys who did. Uh, I think didn't aren't those the same guys who did uh, peaches? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. I thought they were just a band invented for that movie. Yeah, which the, is entirely possible. Disney could just pay a couple of studio musicians and like right, write this catchy bullshit song. Yeah, and they could have done it in like a day. But I mean, they did it. They did it well. I mean that song it, it goes. It, it low key goes. Like it no, it high key goes. High key goes, dude. So Peaches. I mean, maybe they yeah. just got together for that for that movie and then they realized they had something special. That's a little sugar rush band. Yeah. They get you with that little addictive sugar. Yeah. Sugar sound. That like nineties like before they completely That's teeth rot rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bubblegum rock. That's bubblegum rock. What you listen to? What you over there listen to? <laughs> A little bubblegum rock. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you, young blood. So I got to tell you this story about when I went to get, I picked up some Buffalo Wild Wings today because mm-hmm. I had, I had, I hit that hard four o'clock lunch break. Just went ahead and worked like my entire day. That's never, never happened to me, but carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just got caught up. You know, I took a couple of days off sick last week. I had a little cold and had a lot of catching up to do. Um, but Aaron calls it in. Ski. And, you know, we get there. We we both got a wing meal. So, wings, side, couple ranches. Boneless or bone? Bone in. I go boneless at Buffalo Wild Wings okay. because... It's cheaper. It's way cheaper. It's way cheaper. About $5 cheaper. Yeah. It's much cheaper. And, honestly, the, the bone-in wings there... I normally am a bone-in wing guy. Mm-hmm. But at Buffalo Wild Wings, I they can't be trusted. Because... You've gotten got before. I've gotten got before with some wings that were not crispy and had skin, like, so thick it was like human skin. Oh, I was just like, I feel. You felt like you were gnawing on your elbow. Yeah, I felt like I had straight like a weenus, like yeah. like weenus skin. It was stretchy. I want, why did I pick the one part of the body like that you like can't gnaw on? Yeah, that's weird. You're just a you know you're you're, you're pushing the limits. Yeah, and I respect that about <laughs> you. I was like, could have said hand. <laughs> Any, foot, I, guess, yeah, pretty much anywhere skin else, everywhere. Yeah. It's like your eyes. It's yeah, like, you just like gnawing on your eyes. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah but you, sure. you, I mean, you back me up for sure, dog. <laughs> yes, I got you. I'm lift you up. Yeah, but um, so Aaron calls it in, just wings, side, and uh, and sauces. Now we are condiment people. Oh, for for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So we have like, there's supposed to be two ranches that come with our two sides or two mm-hmm. sauces. We we get ranch, two ranches that come with the meal, and then we each had an extra ranch mm-hmm. for a. Combined total of six sauces, right? Yeah. So That's I a get middling there. to average for the Kellys. Yeah, it's honestly on the low end, but you know yeah. it's, it's boneless wings and some and some some fries. So yeah. not you know we're not going to have to go crazy, even <laughs> though I do be dipping the side, the fries in that ranch. Hey, as you do, and, and if you're a listener and you're like you know, blue cheese, fuck you, you're not better than us. You aren't fucking better than me. That's right. All right, I'll get blue cheese if I want to. <laughs> yeah. You can't fucking do what I do. <laughs> but um, before we even get to the sauce portion of this pickup, everything has gone to hell. Like I walk in to the takeout entrance and there's a little dude there. There's nobody in the restaurant because it's like, it's four o'clock. Right. It's, it's way after lunch and before anybody's off. Cause it's Monday. They pop off at like five. Yeah. You know. 
nobody in there, but like six people working. So I come in and I'm just kind of like, oh, pick up order for Kelly. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. Grubhub? I was like, huh? Mm-mm, no, uh, Liam Kelly? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, DoorDash? I was just like, no, just a person, just me. I Liam. Yeah. It'll be under Liam Kelly. And he was like, oh, okay. So then he has like a full-on conference. Like he brings two people over. And they're like looking for the receipt, I guess. They're like, did you fulfill an order for Kelly for DoorDash? I was just like, it's not for, it's not DoorDash. It's it's just going to be on my name. It's, it's just, just an order. Should be, I look around and there's like literally fucking tumbleweeds like <laughs> rolling across the floor. I'm like, it should probably be the only food that's prepared in this restaurant. Because <laughs> it's just me. Like, so whatever food is, is for me. And they're like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna go bag it up. And I was like, okay. And then he sits there for a second, and I'm like, what's, what's you gonna the hold up? You gonna go bag it up? Yeah. Though? You for you got you got. And then I look around again, like it's like, <laughs> and like, like you got something else to do right now, or what's up? And he just he he goes on, and then he's gone for a couple minutes. He comes back, doesn't say a word, has no food with him, opens up the register, removes the entire till. And takes the entire till back to the kitchen with it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess you're going to sift through the receipts and figure out what's going to... Again, the only food right. that could possibly be back there is for me. And so he comes back eventually. He's got my food. And I'm just like, all right, let's slow her, let's slow her way down. <laughs> from the way this has been going so far, I know that we're going to need to make at least one more trip back to the kitchen, possibly, right. possibly multiple. So I open them, I open everything up and I'm like, okay, so there's two ranches and that's it. I was like, that's not even enough for the regular food that yeah. we have here. We should have at least four and then there's two extras. Mm. So I was just like, Hey man, uh, so I, I only got two. So I need four more. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, so there's only two, ex- two ranches on the, on the ticket, I was like, "Yes, I paid for two extra ranches." You're right, like, but I just have two regular styles, like total. In total. So I need the two that come with each of these meals, also. And he's just like, "Oh, well, I think I got you." And he goes back there, and he he's there for you know a minute. Yeah. And he comes back, two more ranches. I was like, "My boy, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're closing in. Yeah. Like we almost got it." I don't feel super bad sending you back there because there's literally nothing else you could be doing right now. Yeah. But we need we need two more ranches, my man. We need two more. We need two more. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I was just like, yeah, yeah, You might want to bring the till back, too, because that's been yeah. right there since. <laughs> and I'm going to have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally, you know, he comes back and but we got it. We got it the third time. Yeah. Third time was truly the charm. Well, I'm proud of him. I bet every time this guy was probably tripping really hard on on mushrooms or something and every time he goes back there he's just in a cold flop sweat and he's just wide-eyed staring just you know i didn't even think about that that is like that is a move you would do if you're on psychedelics where you're like okay i need to go and bring the receipt from the front right so i'm gonna go and then you get there and you're like uh you see multiple options and i'm standing there and so you're just like I'll figure this out later. <laughs> I'm gonna take the whole, fucking, the deal. whole fucking deal. I'll figure it out in the back. I don't want him to see me <laughs> not being able to find this fucking. I don't want to look weird. Let me just rip the till out of this cash register and bring it back to the kitchen. And he's disrespectful, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. 
I object, I object, I object. On what grounds? Is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps, the podcast that is wearing shorts that are somehow fit in the waist, but the legs are designed for a man thrice my size. <laughs> yeah, the, the baggy legs. <laughs> I'm, I'm billowing out here. Like I am, I am. Uh, I got them jacked up. They are above. Like it's 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 above my belly button right now. <laughs> to get it to look even partially normal, but they're so comfortable though. Okay, I was like, why are you holding on to those? <laughs> they're so they're billowy, you know. And mm-hmm. we're podcasting; nobody's gonna see me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Nobody would have even known if I hadn't just admitted to it on mic. Yeah, my name is Liam Kelly. I'm joined as always by Tarver Alexander Peterson, aka Tap. What's up, Tap? Aka Young Skr Aka Young Young. I'm good. I'm good. Back of my throat hurting a little bit. Uh oh, that worries me. Back of your head is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I set myself up so bad too. I just realized like my old crew would be like, "Oh, you're tall, hurting." <laughs> like, <laughs> luckily we're we're more evolved. Yeah, now. we're older, but that old like twitch in my brain was just like uh-huh. it just came. I was like, "Oh no, oh no, I'm about to get got." Well, it's like the other day, like Saturday night, your Lyft driver's name was Lacondus. Yeah, I was like Lacondus. Yeah, yeah, I know Lacondus. So I did make several jokes. Yeah, but I, it t- for a minute I was just like, <laughs> I tried to put, I tried to overcome. Hey, you look on this. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, call me nuts. You're calling me nuts. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You, ain't, I'm canceling your ride, please. <laughs> He's like, that's why I became a Lyft driver, actually, dude. Just so I so can I do can this. spite people to make fun of my name. <laughs> yeah, like I've wanted to my whole life. Yeah. He's like another one. And just like scratches my name <laughs> off a fucking list as soon as he drives away. He's like, I've never completed a ride. I've never done one fucking ride. I never will. <laughs> he only accepts rides when people are drunk. And he only picks guys that look like me that you know <laughs> yeah. will make the joke. <laughs> he, he like chooses his prey carefully. <laughs> That's the saga of Lacondas. Yeah. Well, let's get on into an article. From KIRO 7, live local in depth. Burger King workers write, quote, we all quit on sign, walk out of Nebraska restaurant. It's one of my favorite headlines. Yeah, it's very, very descriptive. Yeah. Anyway, Liam Reeves. Man, what's in there, wine? I'd be a sexy as fuck. Employees and a general manager at a Nebraska Burger King quit amid deteriorating work conditions and used the restaurant's sign to let customers know. <clears throat> quote, we all quit, the sign at the Lincoln Burger King read. Quote, sorry for the inconvenience. Rachel Flores, or Flores, <laughs> who knows, <laughs> who had served as a general... Rachel Flores. <clears throat> Rachel Flores, who had served as a general manager since January, had put in her two weeks notice and eight other employees also did so shortly before deciding to post the message on the sign. KLKN reported. <laughs> Quote, they have gone through so many district managers since I've been GM, Flores said. Quote, no one has come to the store to help me out. They're so in and out. Flores said the restaurant is, is short-staffed and she would end up working 50 to 60 hours a week. She said at one point they did not have working air conditioning in the kitchen where temperatures reached 90 degrees. Flores had had to go to the hospital after becoming dehydrated. 
Employees had joked Friday about putting up the message. On Saturday, they put it up on one side of the sign. <laughs> Quote, they wanted to put up a sign to say, you know, sorry, there's really not going to be anyone here, Floor said. Quote, just kind of a laugh to upper management. That got put up Saturday before we opened, and I didn't think anybody was going to notice it because we did just one sign, and then it went pretty crazy on Facebook. I got a call from my upper management, and they told me I needed to take it down. Floor's boss fired her later that day. The location is still open. Burger King did not comment. Man, we all quit. Fuck Burger King. Man, fuck Burger King. You got a little uh, little horse there reading that. I did. It touched my heart. Yeah. You know? Also, I shouted earlier. Okay. I don't think I realized the... The physical toll it would take on my on my throat. You're still not as healed as you thought you were. Mm-mm. Not back 100%, you know. I thought I was in fighting weight, but I got to. If you need me to tap in for the rest of the Liam Reeds, I can I can take, right. I can take over. <laughs> we might need to do some of that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, fuck the damn Burger King. <laughs> That's my exact sentiment. <laughs> and, you know, for this particular story, I picked it initially because there's been kind of this low-key labor movement happening in the United States mm-hmm. where the, the the food service jobs and some of the lower-paying jobs, people haven't been returning to work uh, for a lot of reasons. One reason, returning to work those jobs, <clears throat> what I meant to say. One of the reasons being that while they were you know, during COVID and they were getting um, money from the government yeah. uh, off unemployment and the PPE stimulus, they... Uh, we're getting paid way more money. Yeah. Like a lot more money. Yeah. Um, like a living wage. Yeah. yeah. And so once you get kind of a taste, uh, I think this is true for all of us. Like once you get kind of a little taste of like a, a better lifestyle in terms of Very difficult to go back. It's very difficult to go back. Yeah. And I don't blame them at all. No. Well, so a lot of uh, people can, can deal with a lot based on just like their typical conditioning like yeah yeah whatever you get used to you learn to live you can learn to live in completely unacceptable conditions to like anybody who is living above those conditions you know Mm -hmm. and so if you get if you break that cycle and then all of a sudden it's like okay nobody can go to work and we're gonna have to pay you guys a living wage surprise that living wage is actually more than you were making before substantially substantially you're like Oh, I have been willing to accept less than I deserve mm-hmm. for my labor. Yeah. And I think that's just what I mean people are realizing and also people had a year or more in mm-hmm. some cases to while they were receiving financial aid pursue better opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. sure like a lot of the labor force is probably just transferred, yeah. just moved into different better positions. So, I mean also, uh, uh, there's there are people that have just enjoyed being with their family more. Yeah, and don't want to be away from like, mothers with kids, um, fathers with kids. And yeah, people that just enjoy that that time. They don't want to go back. They'd rather work from home. Yeah. Well, and that's what you're going to start. I mean, I think you're still going to start seeing it because some of these, even even though like perhaps the federal unemployment will end sometime in the near future. I can't remember if it has ended or if it's going it's like it's not or it's going to be renewed in some places that they've 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 ended it uh georgia i believe has and other yeah states. Well, a lot of the red states are really i think that those there's they're starting to get kicked back though from federal courts that are saying like hey you can't just decide not to this is federal aid so you're gonna distribute it um but like 
even things that are set to go in like 10 years into the future, like the child tax credit. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing where you realize like, Hey, maybe we should help people who are in need of it financially, who are having like, who have children. It's like, Hey, all of a sudden you have a little bit of extra income. So you can maybe afford like a week, an extra week of daycare a month. Mm -hmm. And you can like use that time to try and better yourself and to find a better opportunity. Yeah. And like, you know, make it so that you can actually pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Like all these fucking, you know, super righties would, would want it to be right. Like, it's just like you, you want it, you want a job, you want to get paid better. You better get some better skills. Right. And it's like, well, okay. I did that now. Yeah. I was able to because I actually. Well, who's going to fucking take my burger and and I want the extra fries and the big drink? Who's going to get that for me? Oh, well, shouldn't you have designed a robot to do that right now? I know you always say like a robot could do my job and that my job's not worth doing. Right. Where are all these teenagers that you say should be doing these jobs? Yeah, what are they doing? It's like, well, nobody wants to work anymore. You need to do it. (laughs) Do it for me. I'm, I'm. in need of your services. Like, oh, so you pay me for them? Absolutely not. You worthless trash. Anyone could do your job. Yeah. A trained monkey could do your job. <laughs> like, are you going to train a monkey to do my job? Please go ahead. It's like, well, see, I'm in a pickle here. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy. I work too hard for this shit. Hey, I work too hard for your, your lip. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing that lip. I don't have time to train a monkey. That whiny, crying, liberal lip. I'm out here. I'm working. I'm going to checkers. That's where it's fun. And I'll wait for 35 minutes to get a hamburger and fries. I've been conditioned to wait there, so that's fine. I'm better there. I'm better there. (laughs) And they'll be rude as fuck to me. (laughs) I am fine if I woke up tomorrow and fast food restaurants closed by like 30% across the country. Yeah, it'd be straight. I, I, I really don't care. And I really don't care moving forward. I mean, this is my radical left opinion. If all fast food restaurants went down and there was only like, I, I wouldn't, if there, if, if tomorrow I woke up and there were no fast food restaurants, I'd be like, Oh cool. Yeah. I was just going to go make a sandwich or I'm going to get something from the grocery store. Yeah. Like I, it, it, I understand that for some people that might not be an option. I might be speaking from a place of privilege. Just if you live in a food desert and maybe the only access to meals, you know, maybe you can't afford to meal prep and things like that. Uh, I would hope that things would shift then and that food would become more affordable in the grocery store if there weren't. Yeah. Um, well, this, so this is like, this is essentially. But fast not, food should not be sustainable. Well, it's food. not, it's not a union. So the reason that it's so cheap is because they're not paying anybody anything. Right. So like that, and they can charge, they can charge peanuts and still make an extreme profit because it's all volume and the labor is like nothing. It's like yeah. barely chipping into their profits. But like, it's when you have a, a country's worth of people yeah. or, or of a labor or like an entire section of the labor force, like, like food service or like low income food service who all of a sudden realize that they don't have to return to work and accept that low wage, then thunderclap, thunderclap, then all of a sudden it's like, it's like having a union without having a union. And you're just starting to speak to these businesses by not accepting their shitty labor anymore. Yeah. So all of a sudden you'll start to see places that are completely underserved or understaffed have to start offering competitive wages and benefits. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, and soon it's just like, Oh, okay. So uh, this, at this McDonald's uh, we need people to work here. So 
we're going to, I guess the market has spoken and we're going to have to start paying people $15 an hour and maybe offer like some sort of benefits, you know, like we're, we'll offer not the worst possible health insurance. Like we'll offer like competitive benefits. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, Oh shit. Did, did workers speaking collectively just achieve a goal? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's almost like workers have more power to negotiate when they speak as one. Yeah. Like if they unify. Yeah. Yeah. If they come together in some union. It's, yeah. For the moment. <laughs> I, I, I'm just still stuck. Like imagining like, let's say that in Macon, we've got, I don't know, off the top of my head, five McDonald's maybe. Yeah. What if we had two or one? I, I just, I'm just like, and then what if there were more grocery stores mm-hmm. or open air markets like vegetable markets and, and things like that. I, I just don't think that that's such a bad thing. Yeah. And if, if like, I understand that everyone is free to, you can eat and drink as you see fit. I'm not here to dictate to anyone about that. Um, but like it, it wouldn't be such a, a horrible thing that, that, I've I've seen people on the right try to paint it out to be. Mm-hmm. If Blake was here, he'd be screaming. <laughs> he'd be he'd be so furious. He's like, "You are attacking my lifestyle." <laughs> Although actually, Blake probably the new Blake once he comes out of his cocoon will yeah. probably be much more inclined for healthier foods and might. Yeah, new Blake's not going to be it. not going to be. Uh, he's not going to be doing McWellington challenges anymore. No, he I will not. That. He's going to be eating healthy. Yeah, I mean, I. You're you you should be able to operate as many businesses as a market can sustain, can sustain. for you. Yeah. But if you're not if you're not really sustainable because your employees are wage slaves, I have no problem with you failing. I have no problem with you failing. I think that's the market speaking. Like yeah. what people always say, let the market speak until the market starts talking. Until the customer like start until the consumer starts talking to the to the business. Yeah. Like starts dictating to it in a way that the business doesn't like, especially if the business is large enough. Yeah. Like then people get real snippy about it. And, and they're like, people just don't want to work. People just don't want to work these days. It's like, yeah, no people don't want to work these shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. It's like, you need to finish the sentence. Yeah. You, your people don't want to work shitty jobs that don't pay them and offer them no pay time off, no health insurance, no childcare, like no maternity leave, nothing like that. Like, you of course would you want to work that job? And it's like, well, no. And but I, they're I, worse than me. See, okay, yeah. And that and that's <laughs> and that's what I really think the core of the resentment that people have towards people at Walmart or McDonald's or Burger King getting paid fifteen dollars an hour and getting benefits is suddenly their job is not better on paper than those people's job who previously they could say it was. Yeah. And now they have to make the hard realization that this job that they were proud of is not as great as they once thought it was. But the, the, the thing that the, the, the misstep I think that people make is that, no, they shouldn't get paid more than me. They need to be below me and not, Oh, why don't I and my fellow workers in my industry do what they did yeah. and levy our collective voice to raise our job up. Well, it's being so swallowed up by the idea that capitalism is pure and white and beautiful that, that like, like, like untrampled snow (laughs) that you don't see 
somebody who is like quote unquote beneath you or like is has a has a lower on the wrong value yeah. than you as a as a laborer like you don't see their position increasing as a benefit to your negotiating position right you see it as a detriment to you personally because you've tied your ego in with your job too. yeah well and, and like not even with your job just in the fact that your job is better than quote unquote better to you than some other jobs right like it's so backwards. It's like if somebody at McDonald's is making as much as you do and you value your labor higher than the labor of a McDonald's worker, that's a f that's a perfectly fine judgment call for you to make on your own. But don't try and don't get mad at the McDonald's worker for achieving a better life for themselves. Right. Work on your business. Try and, you know. You leverage your position to make your own life better. Yeah, take it as an opportunity to be inspired by this moment of the McDonald's workers making more money and say, yeah, oh, uh, well, can I do a similar thing in my position? Let me let, let that that tide lift me up too. Yeah. Rather than being like, you know, you have to stay down. Yeah. They'll be like, no, they're coming up. You go up too. Yeah. Well, it's like, because then they're like, because the, 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 the response is like, well, then there's just never, there's just won't, there can't be enough money for it. It's like, my, oh, there, there like, very much like, is. My dude, there is plenty money. There's actually so much money, likely, if you work for a large enough corporation, that you they wouldn't even really notice if they started paying everybody more. Yeah. They just know that you'll accept it and you will not only accept your position, but you will defend it to others. Yeah. To the point where they don't even have to worry about it. Because when you're cutting into profit, guess what? The shareholders, it doesn't matter if they see you know, if their stock is worth a dollar more to them than it was the day before or a dollar less. And honestly, if attrition lessens and you have a lower turnover rate in company in your company's employees, that's a better long-term position to have. Like right. if your employees are happier, then you don't have to just be churning and burning low wage people until they like, until you work them to a place where they can no longer mentally hack it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so crazy to me when people are like, there's just not money. I'm like, no, no, no. There for sure is. You can even see this, what you're talking about on a micro level. Like when you go into your boss and you at the end, at the year in review and you start, if you take their first offer on a raise, it'll always be lower than it could be. Yeah. There is more money that they can pay you. There always is. Yeah. They, they, you know, up to a point, I'm not, don't be ridiculous. If they're yeah. offering you a thousand dollar raise, don't have sure a $20,000 raise, but like yeah. you can ask for more money than you asking for. And that's something that I've been guilty of. And I'm just now it's cause it's tough. Cause you, you almost like, Oh no, I deserved him our money. Mm -hmm. There's no problem in asking. No, but, but they, there, there's, there's things that have been enforced in the American worker that, that keep us from asking for more. And, and, and part of it's tied into this age old thing of like, not age old, I guess just modern times. Oh, don't talk about how much money you make. Mm -hmm. Don't tell your other coworkers how much money you make. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's just some, something that companies say. Yeah. So that you guys, that we don't talk to each other. Yeah. And say, Oh, I'm being underpaid. I'm being yeah. undervalued. Oh, well, I've, I'll, definitely. But also because a lot of times when you have somebody who is hired for a similar position, if they're trying to make a competitive offer years after you've been hired and you haven't maybe been giving the same standard of living wage increases that mm -hmm. they have to offer to be competitive on to like to a new Newer hire, person, yeah. then they'll come in making more money than you. Yeah. 
And they definitely don't want you finding out about that shit because you'd be like, all right, well, I've been here five years. You have to pay me more than him. You have to pay me more than them. And they'll, and then, you know, it's all, it's on them. And then now it's like, oh shit, there's a real possibility of, of us losing this experienced yeah. worker. And, and so you, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that that's something that American workers have to take more stock in. And it's, you know, I went into a McDonald's. I almost never go to McDonald's, but I was a big dummy when I was driving to Wendy's to get a chicken sandwich, <laughs> and I forgot my wallet, and I was too embarrassed because I was in the drive-thru, and I had gotten all the way up to the to the place to order, and I was like, oh, and I drove away. <laughs> I was like, I'm not coming back. So I got my wallet, and I went to McDonald's, and I stood in there, and, man, uh, the attitude of the people working in there was one of just complete disdain for the job. Yeah. The people there, they, there was a girl on the headset that just turned it off and stopped taking drive through orders. And wow. this is like middle of the day. I mean, this is not nighttime. Yeah. And the drive through was working. She just turned the headset off <laughs> and she was talking on the phone. Wow. She was just talking on the phone. She's like, I'm on break. Yeah, but she like didn't give the headset to anyone, <laughs> yeah. and like, like it was, it's it like was a travesty. The drive thru is on break right now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this can all go to me. Like this, none of this works. Like I'm like, this is all dysfunctional. Yeah. So if paying people more will get people in there that will want to do the job or enjoy the job at least enough, yeah, or feel like they're being compensated enough to be there, then yeah. Well, it's like it's not even getting people who will do the job to in an adequate way. Like, I mean, sure, there's that that increases competition for the job, which means yeah. that you get more qualified a more qualified applicant pool. But like, also the people that are currently there, yeah, will probably do a better job because. What is a better motivator than a great work culture right. and a great and teamwork, work family yeah. and teamwork yeah. and perks Bullshit. is cash. It's money. That is a excellent motivator. Like yeah. it's probably it's the best there is because when you come when it comes down to it, about I don't know, maybe two, three percent of people do a job that they are like really passionate about. Right. It's for a very small amount. And everybody else is just working for a paycheck. Yeah. Well, that's what we're there for. And it's like to, to expect more is honestly kind of dumb unless you're offering compensation that is like, if, if you're going to pay me to act like I'm super jazzed to be here, yeah. then, you know, pay me that much. Right. That much is a high number because otherwise I'm just going to be doing my job. Yeah. But like it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's so it's so wild to me how how like work culture and labor culture have become something to be proud of, but also like really self conscious and disdainful about. Yeah. Anyway, move it on. Move it along. From CBS News, Capital Rider gets eight months in prison for first felony sentencing from January sixth attack. Ski get fucked. Ski get fucked. Leary. A man from Florida who waved a quote Trump 2020 flag on the floor of the Senate <laughs> on the floor of the Senate chamber on January 6th was sentenced to eight months in prison Monday, the first time a Capitol riot defendant was sentenced for a felony charge. Paul Hodgkins, a 38-year-old crane operator, pleaded guilty last month to one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and acknowledged that he took a selfie and joined a group of rioters who assembled at the front of the Senate chamber with the intention to obstruct the certification of the 2020 presidential election. When announcing the sentence, which was less than the 15 to 21 month sentence recommended when Hodgkins pleaded guilty, Judge Randolph Moss 
what a judge name, called the Capitol attack, quote, an assault on democracy, but said Hodgkin's lack of criminal history and willingness to accept responsibility warranted a lower sentence. Hodgkin's eight-month prison sentence will be followed by two years of supervised release. His sentence could signal potential punishments for other Capitol riot defendants. Prosecutors said earlier this month that nearly 235 defendants had been charged with the same crime to which Hodgkins pleaded guilty. Quote, it appears the entire nation will be tuning in. Hodgkins lawyer Patrick LeDuc, what a lawyer name, said Saturday during a phone interview with CBS News. LeDuc asked the court to sentence Hodgkins to home detention only, but prosecutors urged the federal judge to sentence Hodgkins to 18 months in prison. In a sentencing memorandum filed last week, Special Assistant U.S. Attorney Mona Sedke stressed the need to consider, quote, the magnitude of what the riot entailed and signified. Quote, the rule of law was not only disrespected, it was under attack that day, Sedke wrote. Quote, a lesser sentence would suggest to the public in general and other rioters specifically that attempts to obstruct official proceedings are not taken seriously. Let's see. Um, and just to kind of wrap it all up, um, when we get down to the bottom here, the judge, when he announced his decision, cited the fact that Hodgkin stood beside the, da the dais of the U.S. Senate and raised a Trump 2020 flag. The symbolism of that act, Moss said, was, quote, unmistakable. Hodgkins had staked a claim on the floor of the United States Senate, quote, not with the American flag, Moss said, but with a flag that declared his lo loyalty to, quote, a single individual over a nation. Moss said, quote, the act captured the threat to democracy that we all witnessed that day. And, and also, he had the quote, in addition, he said, I wish to state oh, yeah. that I completely acknowledge and accept <laughs> that Joseph R. Biden Jr. is respectfully and rightfully the president of the United States. <laughs> uh, they're like, now you go stand up there till you fucking say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> he just tears in his eyes. <laughs> oh, and he, he was like, I've been volunteering at an animal shelter. I joined me a church. I'm getting Jesus. I'm getting off to QAnon. And I got vaccinated for COVID. And they're like, oh, so you stopped taking fucking crazy pills? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. Kept himself out of prison for like an extra six months. Yeah. Six to like nine Nine months. months. Yeah, they're like, you better straighten up and fly the fuck right. <laughs> <laughs> they straight up, they big, they big dogged him. Yeah, I mean, they could have just thrown the book at him. Yeah, and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that if I were a judge and I took the threat to democracy that January six was seriously, I would be like, I'd be like, hey. You, who cares if your cause gets a martyr? Like you gonna go to jail? Well, he's going to prison. Right. You gonna go to prison for the full term, like full regalia, full regalia, full yeah. term. Like yeah. you gonna go for a minute? Yeah, you gonna be out here for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's only though the 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 rest of them are gonna have to do probably exactly what this guy did. Yeah, but some you know some are in their little uh uh reti way are gonna stand up and say like I would never. Admit that Biden won. And the judge's like, cool, you're going to be in prison for 15 months. Oh, yeah. No, no. The, uh, the, the another, and one defendant, say Josiah Colt, we, we, uh, I skipped over this part, but he pleaded guilty to the same obstruction charge as Hodkins, but he faces a recommended sentencing of 51 to 63 months. This is more than three times higher because he brought weapons. Nice. But, like, I think if you are still, like, if you, if you don't straighten up and fly right. Yeah. You're going to go. You're going to go. 
For the long stretch. Yeah, for whatever's recommended. They're like, yeah. oh, you won't go for a year and a half or you won't go for six months. You gonna pop that good shit? You gonna pop that good shit off? <laughs> How much that you gonna it's your life. Yeah, it's your life. It's you your made the decision. You yeah. wanna say it? Say it. <laughs> say Biden's president. <laughs> say Biden's president. <laughs> it's just like Mm-mm. You gotta mean it. No, he's straight John Proctor. He's like, leave me my name. You are you are bringing down heaven and raising up a whore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is like the Crucible. He's just a rett. <laughs> Storm the Capitol. Like you just got conned by Facebook and by by Trump on Twitter. Like you just got you you an idiot. Yeah, you got and you got swept up in 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 a mob mentality. That's all. This this what happened to you. You got swept up, man. It happens to people. It happens to people. It shouldn't have happened to you. You should have been <laughs> now, smart enough not to be there in the first fucking place. Yeah, at that at, at the moment uh, where they're like, "Hey, we about to storm the Capitol building," you should have been like, "Well, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make things up, with my old lady. We haven't." We've been on out, so I'm almost like, to be honest with you, that's really why I'm mad. Right. I'm uh-huh. mad because she is cheating on me. They're like, no, oh, but they're still the election. She's like, ah, y'all believe, y'all, y'all for real believe that? <laughs> I don't know if I for real believe that. Yeah. Because all the evidence points to the contrary. They're like, that ain't made hey, that that's you. Where you getting your, you're not doing the right <laughs> research, brother. <laughs> it's just like, no, man, I said, I saw, I saw what I saw. And I was like, honestly, I didn't even vote. You ain't been looking at these blurry images on this YouTube channel with a guy who always has a stupid mask on. <laughs> hey, you remember? A little fake no, voice. you remember when they got him? They caught him moving the machines. It's like, no, that was camera equipment. I work yeah. at the news station. I know that was camera. I seen the camera equipment before. They're like, they didn't got to you. They got to you. They got to. They got to you. I see you're in there with big with big election. Big election. <laughs> <laughs> got you in a pocket. But yeah, I'm good man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's every step of of justice has been wonderful for me. Yeah, I've yeah. I've enjoyed every. I've enjoyed the tears. Oh yeah, I remember all the musings we did early on about how I wish I could be a fly on the wall. That moment when that sobering realization came over them. Yeah. months into prison, where they're like, "Holy shit, Trump lost. He ain't gonna fucking help me." I've ruined my fucking life over a dumbass nonsense conspiracy theory tied up with a grifter who is a piece of shit, coward, Mm -hmm. egotist. And who used my great sacrificial act to service his ego and only his ego. That was it. He just was like, hey, look at these little dummies. I was just watching, (laughs) just watching on the TV. Like, look at that. Isn't that cool? They just throwing their lives away for me. No reason. I've lost. It's like, hey, um, you're now convicted of a federal felony. Yeah. So welcome to being a second class citizen, my boy. It's like you ain't got to worry about no election fraud because you sure the fuck can't vote no more. They're like, oh my cold dead. And they're like, nope, we're gonna take that gun right from your hands. That's like my whole identity. It's like, well, that's tough because you sure can't have any anymore. And if you do, we're gonna send you right back to jail. Oh, they're like, what am I gonna love? Trucks are too expensive. <laughs> I can't get my job anymore. They fired me for being a felon. <laughs> and there's a little box where I'm trying to apply for a new job. And they won't hire me because I got to tell them I'm a felon. And the only job I can get is Burger King. They only pay me seven dollar an hour. And it's like, uh oh, 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 o
no. You want some more money? You want some more help? You want some help? (laughs) Guess who you got to vote? Well, you can't vote no more. But guess who you got to campaign for? (laughs) Guess who you got to campaign for now? It's going to turn them Democrats. (laughs) It's going to turn them into Democrats. It's like, hey, you know, there are some people who are trying to, you know, help. Help you. Help you. You you want to you want to know who it is? You're never gonna believe it. <laughs> it's like, is it Daddy Biden? You're never gonna believe it. You got it to call him Daddy Biden now. <laughs> that's that's if I was a judge, I'd be like, that's all well and good. Thank mm-hmm. you for saying that. Now call him Cole Biden Daddy. No, I appreciate you saying that he is rightfully and respectfully the president. And I appreciate your tone and your look stand out. I appreciate you getting cleaned up for court. You look great. Now go ahead and just uh Arch your back a little bit <laughs> and say, President Biden is my daddy. I haven't passed. I haven't I sent it to you yet. <laughs> What's it going to be? Yeah. She's like, how much is your dignity worth? He's worth six more months in prison. It's like, ah, fuck. Man. Consequences. <laughs> Consequences. You baby. love to see it. You do. You really do. And I just like, normally I wouldn't laugh at somebody getting sent to jail, but like, because it's a sobering reality mm. no matter what you did. But these people just so duped. Mm. So, but it's so sure yeah, of so what they were confident. doing. Like, like, like very, like Loki out just glorious yeah. purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just so, so 100% certain of, of the, the, the concrete rightness of right. what they were doing. It's and always it, the most confused that are the most confident. And then all of a sudden it's just like, Hey, guess what? Now it's July. Now Biden's been president for months you gonna stay the fucking president yeah the election it wasn't fraudulent we've had just result after result we've had we've had audit after audit we've had even states that like red states that have republican legislatures who have like death gripped by the trump base have had to do audit after audit and they keep turning up the same results it's like yeah. you were lied to and you lied to and you lie a liar and you let the the fervor of that lie push you into committing treason. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you acted like a domestic terrorist. That's one, that's one thing where I disagreed with the judge. Yeah, he said that it wasn't that domestic terrorism was a stretch. And I was like, I don't think it's, it's like, a stretch. At no, all. I don't think so at all. They tried to overturn the certification of the, a federal election. Yeah. Dog. Like it's, I get that they're white, <laughs> but we're just going to have to accept that white people not only can be domestic terrorists, but like carry out most of the domestic terrorism. Yeah, in the United States for sure, they're the the main yeah group. I mean, number one of domestic terrorists. Yeah, right. we we say we're right number wing. one. Yeah, that's number. We are number one. White male right wing extremists yeah. are the biggest group of domestic terrorists. Or I'll just throw out domestic, just say terrorists. Yeah, in the United in the States. in the United States for sure, and have been for a long time, over a decade. Yeah. And it's like, hey, surprise, you thought you were a patriot, you were actually committing treason. So you're the opposite. Yeah. It's like you got conned into carrying out a violent act of treason, and now we're just going to have to put you in prison for a little while. It sucks that people have this projection of America, and they don't, they don't want to look at what America actually is. They're like, America is 
Jesus and football and guns and you can be anything you want to be. And in some parts it is like in some parts of America it is, but America is also helping the poor and yeah. mixing cultures and opportunity, uh, opportunity. And, and also a lot of horrible shit. Yeah. Like oppression and systemic racism and, and discrimination. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of terrible shit, but it's, the reality isn't pretty, so people just they cling to the fantasy so hard. I think yeah. that's where the zealotry comes from because they're like, "You're trying to take my fantasy, and I can't mm-hmm. deal with reality." So you're taking me off the fucking drip, man. Yeah. Well, especially because Trump sold the fantasy so, so hard. Well, he knew that that, that that it was there, like that that need for yeah that opiate of the masses, like it it's really being clung to by a lot of people. Because yeah. even if a lot of people don't want to admit it. On some level, they know that their life is kind of shitty. Yeah. And they don't really see a way for it to get better. Mm-hmm. But So they need the fucking fantasy. They need the fantasy, and they need people who they perceive to be below them to stay below them. Yeah. They need those two things to remain true. So I've got people to blame, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to end up rich and live the American dream yeah. as long as I keep all these people down below me. Right. And I make it harder for them to get where I am. And I, but also don't acknowledge that it was easier for me to get where I am. Right. Than them. But we do need to also make sure that it is hard for them. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. It, yeah. And it tells a lot. It's like, hey, you know, the guys that are richer to you, they had more opportunity than you, too. They're like, no. Yeah. Only you only get rich by being blessed by the Lord and chosen <laughs> and be and chosen and, and having a, a great brain and nothing else. You get chosen by the holy holly bush. It's a lick of smarts and hard work. <laughs> That's all it is. Is gumption and elbow grease. There you go. That's the only way you're that's a nobody else what you talking about? Advantages. Bill Gates started Microsoft in a garage and had no there help ever. Ever. It's just like, well, you know, he he got he got money from his family. Like, yeah. well, you know, it's just it's a, that's a that's a and he has connections a, at like Harvard or didn't he go to like Harvard or something? No, I think he dropped out of college. But, but he, he went to he was at a good school. Yeah. And then well, he, and his 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 mom was, at, well, you know, according to like a meme I saw, was like <laughs> like a a chairman at United Way. And like had connections at IBM. Okay. But like also his parents gave him a lot of money. Yeah. For the startup. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. So it's like, oh, uh, what? Yeah. What you talking about? That's not an advantage to you getting like over a hundred grand in the eighties. And it's just like, well, that's different because rich people are better. So don't worry about what they do. <laughs> that's up to them. They're like gods and we're nothing but trash. <laughs> like, so do. you admit that you just think that people that are wealthy are better. You just judge people based on their wealth. Yeah. You're stuck in that and that insecurity and lack of self-worth is the root of a lot of your problems. And circumstances are only to be overcome. And if you were worth your salt, you would have overcome them. And it, nobody has it easier than anybody else. Everybody starts from zero and it's a complete meritocracy. There we go. And I don't care if you show me direct evidence to the contrary. That's what I need to believe. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to keep believing, baby. Because otherwise, I would not be able to handle the shittiness of my reality. Mm -hmm. And the fact that maybe all of this mantra and doctrine has been 
fabricated by people who are wealthy and in power so that people who have less wealth and power don't overturn the apple cart. Yeah. A ski ski to that. It's like, you know, I wish Blake was here. He'd just be like banging the sickle and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Moscow, Moscow. Speaking of Moscow, from Ross story, leaked Kremlin documents suggest Putin holds blackmail leverage over Trump. And that's why Russia backed him. Liam reads. Okay. <laughs> A leaked document appears to confirm rumors that the Kremlin holds blackmail leverage over former President Donald Trump. Russian President Vladimir Putin personally authorized a secret spy agency to back, quote, mentally unstable Trump for U.S. president during a January 22, 2016 closed session of that country's National Security Council, according to what appears to be leaked Kremlin documents obtained by The Guardian. Quote, it is acutely necessary to use all possible force to facilitate his, Trump's, election to the post of U.S. president, the paper says. The documents include a brief psychological assessment of Trump as, quote, impulsive, mentally unstable, and unbalanced individual who suffers from an inferiority complex, and also refer to, quote, certain events that happened during his previous trip to Moscow. More details about those events are listed in the appendix to that document, but that portion of the papers remains undisclosed. Those present agreed that Trump in the White House would help create Russia create, quote, social turmoil in the U.S. and weaken the American presidency, two of Moscow's top strategic objectives. A decree appearing to bear Putin's signature authorized Russia's three spy agencies to work toward getting Trump elected as the former reality TV star and celebrity businessman was emerging as the Republican Party's presidential frontrunner. I don't know if this is true. I hope it to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope this to be true. The Guardian has also run yeah. a similar story. Um, it all it's, it's one of those things that sounds very true. I mean, the, the psychological description is hilarious. It's is, is hilarious and, and, of course, spot on. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the guy has a massive inferiority complex. It probably... The fact that he was such a worse businessman than his father. Yeah. Um, oh, and I mean, of course, like the Kremlin has like emphatically denied right. all of this, you know. Yeah. But Why it is. Never admit to that. <laughs> it's so motherfucking. Funny. It's so funny. They're like, yeah, he's a an angry, silly man. And it's like this guy is straight up deranged. He's deranged, like, and he's he's easy to manipulate. Which is what we said, I think, very early on. Yeah. Now, a lot of people said. The scariest thing about Trump, why is he holding up his fingers like a pee-pee small? <laughs> it's like the little dicky side. Yeah, it like is. the little dicky does the little pee-pee yeah. symbol. That's what he's doing. He's yeah, like, that, that pee-pee is big. Yeah, whatever <laughs> his pee-pee actually is, he has the smallest pee-pee energy of anyone yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Um, well, maybe a couple incels that might have a beat, but mm-hmm. he's pretty. He's up there. Yeah. Uh, he he um. The, the thing that people pointed out quickly with Trump is that the most dangerous thing about him is that he is so insecure and easy to anger, which makes him easy to manipulate. And that is not lost on foreign entities. Yeah. And if you can manipulate the American president easily, that's a very powerful. You can push policy yeah. by straight up attacking his ego. Yeah. Straight up. Like you just be like, Oh, uh, Trump, he 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 won't he wouldn't ever get into like a trade war with China. Mm-hmm. He's a pussy. He's, he's scared. Of China. He's too weak to take them on. And yeah. he's just like all of a sudden he's just like tariffs, tariffs, tariffs for everybody. Yeah, we're we going to be in trade war up in here. Like, uh oh, steel got a lot more expensive. 
<laughs> like, but well, you know, whatever, it's fine. But yeah, it's 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 it makes so much sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want somebody like Trump to, to be, be president if you had interests in destabilizing the United States as a superpower? Right. There's no way. There's no way it wouldn't benefit you. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. unless you fucked around and got, like, nuked. <laughs> like, yeah. Which they were like, all right, so you're not going to nuke us. Yeah. They're not going to let him do that. I mean, he was probably the friendliest president to Russia that I've seen in yeah. my lifetime. He and Putin talked all the time. And he, I mean, he was criticized heavily early on. I don't know if people remember this, but one of the first meetings that he went with with Putin, he was, they, they said he was beat around. Like, he was just overmatched by Putin. Yeah. Uh, in the discussion, like it, he just he conceded way more than he needed to. He was very easy for Putin to to bully in the in their discussion. And it was like, oh, this guy is either too weak to actually handle somebody like Putin or, or he can't hang. Yeah. So like he's just out of his depth. Yeah. Which like clearly he was. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, it's, and when you get into a room, when you sit in a fucking room with Vladimir Putin, I mean, that's got to be one of the most intimidating sit-downs for yeah. anybody, like, regardless of who you are. Obama did great, though. Obama, you know, he held his motherfucking Right, but that's not, an, that's not an, a, but an that's intelligent... A, that's, that's, yeah, that's a career politician, a very... Who was an intelligent, confident... Yeah, capable... Like, capable man. Yeah. Who, who went in there, you know, with guns fully cocked. I, I, and also, the, the big thing with Trump, too, is he was so insecure about his intelligence. Yeah. Too. And that is such a dangerous insecurity because it, what the the thing it often leads to is pretending to know things when you don't. Yeah, and that's really bad because someone who accurately assesses their intelligence, you can usually tell that oh, you don't actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I can actually say something, and you might agree to it, even though I know it's a lie, but you don't because yeah. you, you're unsure about it. You don't want to look stupid. Yeah, or you will. You'll just over you'll overplay your hand immediately. Yeah. Like, and as soon as you're out of your depth, somebody's going to be able to, and somebody who is very intelligent or well versed in the topic that you're talking about is going to be able to push you in whatever direction they want. Like, it's so it's so simple to see. Like, if you, especially if you have what Trump had, which was the inability to admit defeat yeah. or or just simple wrongness. Yeah. Like, then you. You you immediately are at such a disadvantage. Yeah. Because as soon as you get caught making a mistake, you're on tilt for the rest of the conversation. Right. Always on the back foot. And like, because you can't concede the piece. You're still fighting over a lost position. Like in chess, it's like the, this position's lost. You have to regroup over here. Yeah. You have to concede this. Well, this like, is if you you need to admit that this is gone, or you have no hope. Well, and if you can't acknowledge a mistake, then you can be led in any direction. Because if you're made to feel foolish about one thing then you you can just be pushed in that direction right. that can be used against you to admit to to for you to admit to all sorts of other false premises like if you won't admit that you're wrong about 2 plus 2 being 5 right then for sure you're just like okay so 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 then is 10 yeah and you're like yeah it's like, and ten is whatever the goalpost is because now we're in crazy town. Yeah, like we're in sil we're in Sillyville, and you're the mayor. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, is he just was, he was never capable. Yeah, and it it didn't take a very brilliant person to be able to see that, mm -mm. and and it makes perfect sense. Um, so like I said, I don't know if this is real. Obviously, yeah, I, I it it's it's just one of those things that I wanted to bring it up because it's just like.
something we had always suspected. Yeah. But still, I mean, part of me is like, should we have talked about it? Because it's like, there's a document. We don't see the document. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But we're, there is there is possible confirmation that something we all pretty much just accepted. The psychological evaluation is true, though. Yeah. I mean, even though it's a tiny little section, like that, that is 100% true. And I would... You could. It would be hard pressed to convince me otherwise that <laughs> Trump was not an insecure guy with it, like an inferiority complex. Well, and the rumor about the blackmail. I mean, like for years, the the rumor was so specific. Right. The P tapes. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It's very specific. <laughs> we don't want to. You know, we don't want to assume, but there were a lot of people suggesting. There were a lot of. There's a lot <laughs> there of smoke. Were P tapes. There was a lot of that. Doesn't mean that there's fire. Was he got? Did he get peed on or did he pee on? I don't know. Would you be? Have. Would you be that embarrassed to have a if you peeing on? I don't. You know, I I think I would just be like, all right, well, I mean, way to kink shame, guys. Yeah, I mean, for sure. In either case, <laughs> but I mean, he. But it would be probably more embarrassing to find out that you were getting peed on. Yeah, that's just our um, toxic masculinity. It is, but. And we're working on that. We're working on it. It's 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 baby steps. But you know, in the mind of a Trump, in the mind of a Trump, oh, never, never. Well, toxic masculinity is tied into his whole identity. Yeah, he could never not be masculine mm-hmm. or, or the winner, right? Even though to me, he doesn't seem masculine at all. Yeah, he seems like a very small man. He's just like, well, I just you know, I consider it to be personally to be a win when I'm getting peed on. But I know other people would think less of me because of it. So right. I can't not be perceived as the winner. And that, do you know what? It didn't even happen. Yeah. And don't worry about what I did. And then I'm going to use government resources to shut anybody up. You know, he used a lot of resources if there were P tapes to like keep them under wraps yeah, and scare sure. the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Trump's legal team was terrifying, dude. Yeah. Like they, they would, if they'd come at you, man, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Roger Stone. Roger Stone. <laughs> son of a bitch. Get a gacked out Roger Stone on Coming you. Coming at you, dude. That's scary. You're going to go down. You're going down. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Find out. <laughs> yeah, gacked out Roger Stone is nightmare fuel. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fun little thing. Yeah. And I think I, you know, that's 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 tap snaps for this week. Yeah, that was a good one. That was it, a good one. That was a good one. I had fun talking to you. Me too. I hope I y'all had fun to you. I hope y'all have fun yeah, listening. And you know, every one of y'all is very special to me. And I thank you for listening. <laughs> And I, with Liam. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that, that we'll see you. You know, we'll see you in church. Yeah, sweet dream. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>